Producers Coach. This is uh, episode number 10. I am Ron Aguilera, and I just want to thank you again for uh, joining me. I hope that uh, the first nine episodes that we've had over the last nine weeks have been helpful to you. And as we continue to delve into topics that connect with pastors, uh, I am always open to your ideas and suggestions topics uh, that you want to see explored. And actually, today's episode comes from a conversation with pastors and a desire for this topic to be addressed on the podcast. So again, thanks for joining me. Our topic today is money. It's a strange topic for a pastor's coach uh, podcast, at least some will say this, but not from my perspective. Over the many years that I have been in ministry and the many conversations that I have had with pastors, this is the topic that most pastors are least prepared to discuss, especially in regards to how they manage their personal accounts. In fact, in most conversations, most pastors have said to me that this is the topic they feel least equipped to navigate. They say it's the topic, the area in which they receive the Uh, least support, minimal to no support in information from their employers. And they say that it is an area that worries them more than just about any other topic. Over and over, I've been part of conversations where pastors bemoan their lack of financial literacy. They don't know where to turn to for guidance and are confused and don't understand why they have not received any support in this area. So, Because this is such an important topic, I want to spend this episode on some financial basics. This is really just a starting point to set the foundation for deeper financial topics in the future. But today, I just want to talk a little bit about some financial, uh, basic financial uh, themes and uh, just basic financial topic and literacy. You know, there's (laughs) there's an old OJ song. I know some of you may not connect with this, but... There's this old OJ song, uh, it's, it's called For the Love of Money, and I remember listening to it as a kid and not fully understanding its powerful message. So I pulled it up on YouTube yesterday and uh, listened to it again, uh, money, 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 got to have it, some people really need it. I mean, <laughs> yeah, my singing is not real good, but uh, the lyrics are powerful. Don't let money fool you. Don't let money rule you. Don't sell your soul for money. A powerful message, a biblical one, really. So as students of the Bible, we know that God's Word puts tremendous importance on this topic, so much so that uh, in Matthew uh, chapter 5, verse 16, it says, the love of money, in other words, the wrong relationship with money, is the root or at the core of all evil, meaning If we don't understand how money works, if we have not figured out the right relationship with money, we will head down a path that is dangerous. It's a wrong path. We will make poor decisions with predictable and painful outcomes, and it will destroy us. So today, I want to share a couple of financial principles to live by. Again, these are pretty basic, but they're a starting point. And and again, Uh, you would be surprised by the number of people who don't even know these few basic principles. By the way, two things. One, I didn't make these up. God, in his infinite wisdom, gave them to us. 
Why? Because he loves us and wants to help us avoid the pain that ignoring these will bring. And two, these are the principles I went over with both my sons-in-law when they became engaged with my two daughters, and I still reinforce them with them every chance that I get. So I want to encourage you to teach them, reteach them, share them. Uh, it will help uh, you integrate them into your own life. So here it is, principle number one, the 10-10-80 principle. 10% tithe, 10% savings, live on the rest, 80%. So first, tithe, which means 10th, 10%. Again, this is the starting point, my friends. As a Christian, I believe that I am made in God's image and specifically designed to worship Him and as an act of worship to God and in recognition for all the blessings that come from Him, I give 10% a tithe back to Him as He requests. Again, this is a starting point. As you grow in your journey with God, that may grow as well. Second, save 10%. Again, this is a starting point. Proverbs 21.20 says, In the house of the wise are stores of choice food and oil, but a fool, a foolish man, devours all that he has, and someone else's as well. Right? The Bible is clear. We must commit to saving in preparation for our future. Uh, some call this paying yourself first. Uh, see, having savings offers many benefits I've discovered, and not the least being freedom. I think this is the main reason why the Bible says so much about money. Did you know that 16 out of the 38 parables that Jesus tells deal with money and possessions? Did you know that 25% of Jesus' words in the New Testament deal with biblical stewardship? And one out of every 10 verses in the Gospels deal with money. So, save, invest, prepare. The Bible talks a lot about money, a lot about savings, investing, leaving an inheritance, and much, much more. And then three, live on 80% or less. This means living simply, not trying to keep up with others. This is a simple principle. Focus on living within your means. Spend less than you make and you will be financially successful. 10, 10, 80. This is the minimum. This is the starting point. Ideally, you would give more, you would save more, and you would live on less. But if you can start with this, you will be well on your way to financial health. So that's principle number one. Principle number two, I just mentioned it. Spend less than you make. Pretty simple, but it's difficult to do, especially when others are doing things or acquiring things that you would like to have and do as well. One of the sayings that I've adopted into my life that I love is that you can admire without having to acquire. You can admire without having to acquire. This is based on the ninth commandment in Exodus 20:17. You should not covet your neighbor's house, wife, servants, ox, donkey, anything that belongs to your neighbor. Now, granted, this is a learned behavior. Actually, it's a discipline. Not easy, especially in today's culture where we are bombarded with opposite message is uh, buy, acquire, spend. You deserve it. You're entitled to it. Just borrow the money, which leads me to number three. Principle number three, avoid debt. Proverbs 22.7 says the borrower is a slave to the lender. And I have learned this the hard way. Maybe you have too. Stay away from debt. Especially beware of credit cards. This may mean that you just will have to pay cash or use debit cards or um, 
you know, if you use a credit card for points or perks, pay it off at the end of each month. No exception. The Bible talks about debt a lot, uh, mostly on how it damages your ability to follow the biblical principles God has outlined for our benefit. Principle number four, create a budget. Proverbs 21.5 puts it this way, the plans of the diligent lead surely to abundance, but everyone who is hasty comes only to want. Uh, a quote that I like is, a budget is people telling their money where to go instead of wondering where it went. You know, when my wife and I got started, we used the envelope system. Uh, we would take $400 out of the bank in cash, put it in an envelope, write food on the envelope, and that was what we spent each month. It made us very aware of what we were spending. Now, I'm glad I don't have to do that anymore, but it was very helpful as we were getting started. You know, these days, most people use Excel, some, some spreadsheet to track their intentions and to track their progress. Uh, it serves as a way to measure whether or not you're on track with your financial goals. And, and, and you should have clearly articulated financial goals, you know, whether it's pay off school debt, save six months worth of living expenses, save uh, for a down payment for a house. Whatever your goals are, uh, write it down, talk about it, make a plan. And it starts by knowing where your money is going. So create a budget, uh, set a goal. Uh, we need a blueprint. Jesus said, which of you intending to build a tower does not sit down first and count the cost, whether he has enough to finish it? Luke 14, 28. So give each dollar of your income a name before the month begins. You know, a couple that I was counseling was shocked to add up how much money they were spending on eating out. Another was shocked when how much money was actually spent on Amazon. The point is you need to create a budget. It will serve you well. It will be a valuable tool in creating financial margin in your life. Well, that's it. Four principles to live by, at least to get started. Because the Bible uh, really has a lot to say about money and finances and investing. And so because of that, there'll be more in another episode. Uh, but to start, I encourage you to apply the 10-10-80 principle to spend less than you make to avoid debt and create a budget. You won't regret it. Thanks for joining me today. I want to invite you to subscribe to this weekly podcast and to join me again next week and to let others know of this uh, weekly resource. And again, if you want to contact me, if you want to ask a question, suggest a topic, you can email me at thepastorscoach at hotmail.com. That's thepastorscoach at hotmail.com. Again, thanks for joining me. Talk to you next